back to another episode of Eat Puff Love. We are your host, Growler. And Vibes. And we are so excited to have you all here with us for another episode. Hey, little puffins. Episode number six. Episode number six. We are so excited, though, to be here with y'all on today. And we are most excited because we have a guest on our show today. We are so excited to present to you all Rowdy. What up, what up? Rowdy. Welcome, welcome to E Puff Love. How are you feeling tonight? Uh, it's, it's a good night. Yeah. It is, it is, it is. We are here. We have sparked up another J. We have our cocktails and beer. What you got going on over there? So I'm having my favorite whiskey right now. It's called Red Breast. Ooh. Irish whiskey. Yes, Red Breast. That sounds yummy. What makes it so special? Tell me. Uh, it's distilled for 12 years. Ooh, come on, man. Well, I'm not distilled for 12 years, but, you know, kept in the fucking barrel for 12 years. Mm-hmm. I don't know, it's a secret. Those Irish motherfuckers, they, you know, they know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So, Red Breast Whiskey, if you're listening, we would like a sponsorship. <laughs> you know, we love you. We love you. You're the best. <laughs> we love you. You're the best. Send us all bottles. Can we get <laughs> <laughs> but yes, welcome Rowdy. Welcome to Eat Puff. Um, um and so Rowdy knows you and we've met before, but our listeners, our little puffins, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you? Who is Rowdy? Uh I just uh you know, dude out here trying to spread some good time and cheer. Mm-hmm. Use my my big energy to, uh, you know, inside a party. Inside a party. <laughs> so Rowdy likes to party. <laughs> I do. I, you know, I just like to stir up a good time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what's a good time for you? You know, where people can, you know, be their authentic selves and, you know, maybe show a side of them they don't normally show. Like, mm-hmm. you know, definitely get to an altered state of mind. Whether that takes like an internal or external stimuli, mm-hmm. yeah, you know whatever each person's good time is, like I, that's what I wanna, that's what I wanna generate. Mm-hmm. So our conversation today is about kink, and from just hearing what you said, it sounds like you are a pleaser in some ways, in a sexual way. Yeah, I I do like to uh, provide pleasure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is um. There was a term that someone used a little bit ago. Um, I can't remember the term. I think it was, I don't know, alpha sub or something. I don't know. But I do I do love to be like in a service top style role. Hmm. Like I like, to be, I like to be topping, but I like to be providing the service. And that could be, you know, some vanilla shit like giving someone a ride who needs one. Hmm. Or, you know, not vanilla. Ooh. Like like paying somebody's rent. <laughs> <laughs> red. 
Red. <laughs> Red. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't thinking that at all. I was thinking, like, when I heard you say that, I heard, oh, like, what I heard you say was, I like to, my pleasure comes from giving, pleasing others. Yeah, and like so if it means in my vanilla life helping someone or giving them a ride somewhere because that makes their day, I'm going to do it because it brings me joy. And yep, then yeah. non space, if I'm going to create a space where people are going to enjoy pleasure, I'm going to gain pleasure from it. That's yeah, I, I've been much more more patient about that, um, you know, on this side of my sexual journey. Mm. I'm trying to put my own pleasure second and, you know, someone else's first. And I've learned that, you know, putting someone else's pleasure first really is actually quite pleasurable. Mm. That, like, I I have always, like, put my own pleasure as a high priority. Mm. And, you know, I started doing different things in my 20s and 30s in order to, you know, improve the way that I was providing pleasure, but, but really but really to, to enhance my own pleasure. Mm. And so then, like, the next jump after that, most recently, like, I've, I've completely shifted away from my own pleasure and, like, tried to put a focus on, you know, my partner's pleasure. And it's, <laughs> it's been great. Mm. Okay, what, what's been great about it? <laughs> you know, I, the you rate like- which, the rate at which men and women have orgasms, as we as we know, is very different. Mm. Yeah, right. Like it, it, you know, statistically speaking, it's much easier. We're, we're you know for someone with a penis to catch a nut. Mm. And um, yeah, just by trying to put a focus on, and you know, this 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 reference is you know kind of gendered, you know what I mean? This is speaking specifically from a person with a penis to a person with a vagina. You know, I don't want to, you know, demean any other, you know, persons out there. But, you know, when when I really put a focus on, like, a woman's pleasure, it's, it's magical. What in it? Sorry. Oh, no, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, and I guess I'm wondering, I want you to speak more about how it's, why is it magical? What about it is magical from your perspective? You know, getting someone's body to do something that feels good, that maybe, like, can't happen to their body all the time. Like, even, you know, like, I, I coach a spin class. Mm, okay. And, like, even, even pushing someone who, like, I can see in their body that they're trying to quit 30 minutes into the 45-minute class, and it's like I'm yelling at them, and I'm, we got the music going, and it's like they're pushing themselves <laughs> through. Like, I, I, I feel good that I helped them navigate through that. They made it, you know? Mm. And so it's like if that's a spin workout or like you know an orgasm, you know that's that, those are both wins. So that's the alpha sub kind of thing in play, right? Like I am, I'm driving you to do something that I know you don't want to do, but I'm also giving you this thing that you thing really want. That you really want, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that makes sense. Mm. That like yeah. you probably could get on your own somehow, but like, b- b- but by me being there, like I am, I am conducting the orchestra. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you said that um, you said as my as my kink journey has developed, 
Um, tell, talk a little bit about that. You, what, what, what would you say to, um, I guess I'm looking for, like, what, what, what would you say to your younger kinky self that you now know, and how, has, how have you changed as a kink person, and what are some things that, that you can, can share with us? So I, I definitely identify, like, more as a, as a polyamorous person than a mm-hmm. kink person, and I love that, you know, polyamory is included in the kink spectrum because I do see myself in the kink spectrum. Mm-hmm. Uh, as, a, as a younger person, honestly, I, w- I would have started passing this message on to other men, like, sooner and louder. Mm. Because it's really, it's really men out here that, you know, need to hear some of the messages that I have to send. And I, and I want to reach them so that we can be, you know, less toxic. You know, I, I, I'm less toxic than I was, you know, in my, in my 20s. And, um, you know, I've been really proactive and intentional about that. But, yeah, I would start, I would start spreading the message faster and wider, and I would definitely – have locked in a publisher by now. <laughs> <laughs> Encouraging people into polyamory. Um not not just not just into polyamory, but just like like having healthier relationships. Yeah. You mm. know, and, and hey, hey, hey. I, I've I've been toxic before. You know, it, it flares up. You know, I learn I learn from my mistakes. I'm not trying to make as if I'm non toxic and trying to get everyone <laughs> like me. You know, um but you know, I, I am one to learn from, from my many mistakes. <laughs> yeah, I I I hear that because you know, we all have our moments. We just had this well, I just had this moment um in a space where I said something thinking, you know, I was being all like cool with the bros and it offended someone in that moment and how toxicity and patriarchy and all that kind of flares itself up from time to time and you're not perfect. It happens. And, but when you like are on this journey where you like realize like, yeah, I'm, I'm not where I know I should be, but I'm always striving to be that. And I'm holding myself accountable. And when someone tells me that I've done something that maybe is not cool, is not okay, that I'm, Okay, we're hearing that feedback. Yeah, and you know, and, and it takes um it takes an emotionally intelligent and mature person to like be open to like not only receiving that feedback but even like seeking it. You know. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Commend you on that. Mm. I love that. I love that. Mm. You, ever, you ever heard someone say like, "Oh, like you're real self-aware." Mm-hmm. You know. Um. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I can be, like, a little bit critical of myself, but I'm always, like, you know, evaluating how I, you know, I don't know, performed in a situation. Yeah. So you you use the word polyamory. Um, will, you, will you define polyamory for our listeners? Sure. Um, you know, to the best of, of my knowledge and experience, it is the, you know, capacity to love intimately, you know, several or many or, or infinite people. Hmm. And do these people know that you I mean like what's happening? Are they are you just are you just are you just a a creeper who likes to love a bunch of- <laughs> uh you know, formerly former creeper, I guess. Um 
But, you know, it turns out that honesty is the best game out here, and I that's the message I have for men. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, honesty. Uh, everyone knows about everyone and all of my movements, and um, and I know about, you know, theirs, as you know, for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> You know, right? And yeah, so, yeah. The, the stakes are high out here. Yeah. Mm. How did so, you go ahead? I'm sorry. Go ahead. You go ahead. So I guess, um, what what I wanted to know is like, because we talked about how, um, there are different levels of kink and there are outshoots when you say polyamory, and I agree with you. It's probably part of that. Um. um broader spectrum of kink because for whatever reason we can get into another conversation but I guess what I'm asking you is like when did you have this understanding of yourself as being polyamorous did you have this knowledge before what what stopped you from exploring it or maybe understanding it from the past until now like I just I guess wonder when was what was the moment that was like, yeah, this is how I see myself. This is how I want to be. Man, this is a great question. And uh, it exposes me a little, but I'm not, you know, I'm not going to, you know, sugarcoat it. Um, So, you know, I began dating when I was 15. I'm 41. Mm. And from, you know, 15 until, you know, 30, well, basically, might as well say, you know, I was a cheater. I never had one girlfriend at a time, you know, ever. And it just was, you know, to my detriment in the end. And uh, through counseling and and some therapy and, you know, I learned to be honest with myself. And then once I was honest with myself about my needs and capacity, I was able to be honest with the people who, you know, that impacted. Mm. Yeah. And so, you know, since then... You know, um, yeah, it just has been been amazing. Yeah, I feel like we have a similar story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Hit me. Yeah. Give me, give me the trailer. You're trying to act like you're the genie of, like, or the... Let me tell you something. <laughs> what I, I feel like we have a very similar story. What I know about people, let me tell you this, what I know about people. The name of this show is Eat Puff Love. Yeah. And um, what I know about people is that uh, puffins. <laughs> I'm going to tell all the puffins out there that um, when you are around your people, you know. You just know. And um, and we, you mentioned episode, um, Rowdy and I, do know each other previously because we met in the kink community um and uh we he was actually m- m- like my first friend in the kink community <laughs> in the <laughs> part of the country um and we we met at a play party that was like our first meeting and it was and and I was like yeah these are my people right here this is cool these people are cool and 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 to be honest, I don't remember many of the people from that party, but I do remember Rowdy. <laughs> I honestly I feel so honored. Anytime someone reminds us that like I was the entry point, I just feel like 
a little bit unworthy. You, you've given so much, and I appreciate it. <laughs> See, look at you. This is your this is your alpha sub coming out again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I'm, I've been I've been leaning into it, you know, recently. So, Rowdy, this this conversation has been deeper than what I thought it was going to be, and I and I've appreciated. How do you or what do you think if you could have something that was on your kinky wish list, something on your to-do list, something you haven't yet done that you wanted to do, what would it be? It's like the Amazon wish list. Okay. Um, so, like, I've been saying this for a decade, and I'm just going I'm, to – I'm putting it out there. It's, like, fresh on my mind right now. Um, I really, I really want to like commit my thoughts and experiences to text and paper and, you know, publish some sort of book or series of books, Mm. you know, maybe autobiographical, like maybe self-help, like how, you know, other people can, you know, embark on this journey with some success. Mm. I just, you know, I was in, you guys know, um, the mahogany cards that they have. Yeah. Yes. And you want to have like buy someone a card with a black person on it? Uh huh. Yeah. And you don't have to fucking color it brown with a marker or or a pencil like when we were younger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, there's a there's a mahogany like bookstore here in DC. There's two of them. Mm. Yeah. And I went there and I was like, you know, I know there's like Ethical Slut and More Than Two, which is an amazing book out there. So I'll plug it real quick. More Than Two. Mm. Um. You know, there aren't any books in the black community about polyamory for sure. And really, the only the only book I found there, and there were like five or six books that dealt with relationships by black authors, but the only one that even mentioned, you know, a non-monogamous relationship was like a, a side chick. And I hate that. I hate that phrase. Yeah. But it was like that was the only reference point about polyamory or, or non-monogamy in this whole bookstore was like a reference to a side chick. And um I just wanted to I wanted to change that narrative. I truly believe that like this is gonna sound crazy. I need to tone this down. Um, <laughs> I, I think that I think that polyamory, like when done correctly, like is a potential like major plus for the black community. Hmm. Tell us why. Tell us why. Tell our listeners why. Uh, um so you know polyamory works in part like because people are making an intentional effort to do the things that you need in any relationship like you know build trust trust have good communication you know respect one another respect one another's boundaries time like other relationships and it just um so much is built off of that that looks like you know like that that type of person you know if, if that type of person can carry several relationships and like build a community and 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 be a model, you know, for the, you know, younger people, the next generation, um, you know, that could, that could be dope. You know, I could see, I could see a dude who was doing it right, you know, raising a family like we used to do, like with several wives, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't, you don't have several successful wives and families and households if, um, you know, you're not, I shouldn't speak broadly, but it's possible that that person could be, you know, living in a way that's respectful and trying to build the community, you know, versus being on some like toxic one penis policy business. 
Yeah. One penis policy. That was a little <laughs> ranty. I got a little ranty there. No, no, I, I get it. It's a great conversation, and I think, for me, I, I understand what you're saying is that how I would look to it, you said, how being able to show um, black and brown children who are the most oppressed in society and thus have had a lot of, we have a lot of things that are thrown at us that and dealing with in our own um, community that maybe others don't so much and how polyamory working in relationships and being and communicating your feelings and how you're being would be helpful. And I think that's awesome. And I agree with that wholeheartedly. I'm like, wow, that's like an epiphany thing. Like, yeah, this, this will really be a thing. It like requires people to, to converse about like, like, like you said, the trust part. It's like, yeah, like, yeah, if your partner's like, doesn't trust you, then yeah, it's not polyamory. <laughs> or like, I want you to be happy as much as I am happy. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, yeah, and that, that's uh, something that polyamorous people like you know are working on too, myself included. Like you know, I want my partners to be able to, you know, experience the, like the wonder I'm experiencing, experiencing, and I want I want to also feel good, you know, when they're experiencing that. Yeah. Yeah. So currently, you know, my my partners, except for my wife, you know, all have another partner right now, at least one other one. And that's that's the first. So uh, how many partners do you have? That's a difficult question to answer. Okay. Like, are we are we counting like my comet partners back in Michigan that I see, you know, once every two or three years? Maybe. I I guess this is is the cop. Yeah, like it depends on like you know hierarchical yeah partnership or if it's not is it it's about it's about the definition I mean there yeah so I'm gonna say five to five if we define it yeah and uh, you know the way that I define relationship like is probably a little bit more broad than a lot of people define like what a relationship is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And see, and then how does that exist within your partnerships or your relationship? If you have a different definition, if it's not a shared definition. So, you know, I I would, I'd like to take that for a quick ride. Okay. So the relationship that I have with each of my partners is different than my other partners. Mm. Like, for example, today, and I was like, you know, let's let's open a space where, like, we'll do a check-in. I'll tell you, like, new stuff that's happened with me and other people, and you tell me new stuff that's happened with you and other people. Right. And so we both took the time to, like, say, you know, what we did with these people, what we experienced, and, um, you know, like, what it, you know, how it felt, what it meant to us. And uh, it was really dope. And... um you know, I, I hope to I hope to continue to to be in a space where we can like freely talk about these things. These are really this is this is difficult shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of emotional work that I don't think a lot of people understand or realize because you have to be very secure with yourself and 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 in yourself and be able to challenge yourself. And when things come up that are like 
going against what you're trying to be or who you see yourself as being, like working through all of that. And then also then you throw in on top of that, like other people. Yo, Vibes, I just want to, I just want to go on record and say that there, you know, there was once a time where, you know, like I lost out on a really dope person. And, and, and part of the reason was like, I wasn't, you know, like mature enough or ready to handle, you know, then bringing in someone new and, uh, yeah, like I don't want to, I don't want to lose out on someone dope, you know, because someone is enjoying the same thing I enjoy. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a game of improvement out here. I'm just constantly trying to be my best self. I love that. I love that because it looks good for the goose. Should always be good for the game. You know, we say ha- <laughs> happy wife, happy life. Happy wife, happy life. <laughs> happy wife, happy life. Happy husband, happy life. Happy partner, happy life. Yes, you know, but, the all inclusive, the all inclusive wife. <laughs> <laughs> the all inclusive wife. <laughs> <laughs> the all inclusive wife. of our show is we do an eat tough love moment (laughs) (laughs) and this moment rowdy tell us about something that you really loved ah okay okay like a moment like in love yeah our moment of love of love of love love of anything not attached to a person but just loved in general. So, you know, I like a woman with some curves on her. <laughs> what do you mean curves? You mean like a a a a, a, a very thin person with big <laughs> at a curve? Hourglass. I don't want to see no bones. <laughs> <laughs> Is that break? I want to see no bones. Um, and so, you know, like, you know, I, I I did like a photography business for like 15 years. And, uh, you know, sometimes I just see my partners and like the light is hitting them just right. And it's like, you know, I can't see them and not also feel like what they provide in my life and how they, you know, how they uplift my experience. And, um, yeah, it can it can move me to tears. Yeah, it's um, it's powerful. That that's and you love that, and love for you. I hear that that emotion, that raw emotion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I listened to the uh, Bohemian Rhapsody movie on the, like a flight to Hawaii or from Hawaii, and uh, there's a song they have, and one of the lines is. 
you know, just talking about like this, like, you know, fiery love, you know, 200 degrees. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, you know, my, my love candle burns brightly. And uh, it's nice. It's nice when it's, um, you know, matched or reciprocated. Mm-hmm. And then that is, that is a, a powerful feeling, which, you know, I get to feel like, you know, pretty often. Cool. Thank you, Rob. This, I mean, was, this was uh, not as like rah rah. As I, I'm sorry, I'm about I'm heavy. Why am I so heavy? I I I I I, I think it's the whiskey. What was the name of it again? Devil's armpit. Red breast. Red, Red breast. breast. Close, close. <laughs> you almost had it. To find you, where? What is the best way to find you? So on Fet Life, I am living my best life. No okay. doctor dashes or numbers or shit. Yes, living your best life. Yep. And on Instagram, I am Rowdy Good Time. And that spells R O W D Y Good Time. Perfect. Well, thank you for coming on our show to eat puff love. It has been a joy having you today. Yeah, it is. It's glad to be able to connect with you again in a different capacity. And yeah, I appreciate so, you guys doing this. So, yeah. yeah, next time I'm gonna have you know the jokes and nasty stories. <laughs> <laughs> Join us by subscribing to wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And remember to eat, puff, love.